it is. It's six o'clock hard. It's time for happy hour, the happiest two hours of comedy that exists on the air. It's the only thing that exists on the air that's comedy. It's exciting. I'm excited. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be taking you through a bunch of comedians tonight. We're going to be moving fast. The way that it works, they're just four minute sets. At three minutes, you'll hear a horn. I'll try desperately to do it on a punchline. Uh, and your first comedian, what a joy and a wonderment, and how sad. He's leaving us to go to New York, and I am very, very, I'm going to cry alone on the bus. Uh, I am. Put your hands together for your first comedian, Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Yay! Hello! My name is Peter. My pronouns are homo and faggot. I'm a day drinker rising, but my moon sign is a slut. I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Has anyone here seen the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? We've got at least one. Anyone else? <gasps> oh, y'all, you need to see this movie, okay? I'm going to spoil the entire thing for you. Here's the plot. All right, Asian lady runs a laundromat, needs to go to the IRS to get more taxes from mean IRS lady Deirdre. But as she's in the elevator to go see scary Deirdre, her husband goes boom from the other dimension. And he's like, there's evil. You have to think about the janitor's closet. And then when you think about the janitor's closet, you will vanquish the evil that is Deirdre. So she's listening to Deirdre talk about taxes. She's like, boom, janitor's closet. And then she punches Deirdre in her whore face. And she's like, mwah, evil, karate, kung fu, wah. And the irony is she's punching Deirdre who's evil, but there's another dimension where they all have hot dogs as fingers. And in the dimension where they have hot dog fingers, Deirdre is her lesbian life partner. And they like eat mustard and relish off of each other's hot dog fingers as they like caress each other with their feet because they don't really have hands because they have hot dogs as fingers. But she's still punching Deirdre in the other dimension where she owes taxes. So then the security guards come to try to get her out of the IRS building. But the security guards also want to get to the evil dimension. So what they do is to get to the evil dimension, they have to fuck an office trophy as a dildo to get there. So you watch them all go like, boom, 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 until this one guy just makes this like running leap into the air and is like Maori soldier like landing the jump directly onto the dick so he can go into the evil dimension. And the irony is the bad guy in all of this is actually the Asian lady's daughter who's a lesbian. That's not why she's evil, but she is a lesbian. And the irony is the Asian lady doesn't accept her lesbian daughter, even though the Asian lady is a lesbian in a dimension where she has hot dogs as fingers with Deirdre. What a profound movie about society. But yes, you need to see that movie. You know what? I, I've, I've been on a bit of a movie kick lately. Here's the thing. Rewatching movies we used to love, they didn't age well. Okay? I rewatched Avatar the other night. Remember that? The blue people? Yeah. Not that long ago. Maybe 10 years ago or something. Hate to tell you, the PC police wouldn't like Avatar. No, no, no. In the beginning, do you remember the angry army general in Avatar? He's like the villain of the whole thing. Yeah, he calls the main character a limp-dicked science major. The main character is paralyzed in a wheelchair. He calls a paralyzed cripple a limp-dicked science major 
This was a Disney movie. We all saw that shit 10 years ago. We're like, that's fine. <laughs> that's what I expect from a Disney movie. But here's the thing. That limp dick actually gets some use in that movie because he falls in love with that blue person with no gender. Like, isn't Avatar where they invented they, them pronouns? Isn't like where they originated from? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I have weird taste when it comes to movies. Uh, I was on a date once and I, I just wanted to pick out like a cute rom-com for us to watch together. So I saw the trailer for this thing ahead of time. I was like, oh, this will be perfect. This will really set the mood. It'll be like lighthearted and fun. It was a serious movie about gun violence. For an hour and a half, I watched us follow three mass shooting events, and I was like, can't wait to laugh. I am a gay man who watched the Pulse shooting and was like waiting for the punchlines. My date was like, what the fuck? I was like, no, trust me, the trailer was misleading. It's really cute. We played it. Yeah, I don't know what I was smoking at the time. It literally in the trailer told you it was about gun violence. Like Barack Obama was giving a eulogy followed by statistics and hotlines you could call to demand change. And I just saw this and I was like, well, Obama guy's usually pretty funny, right? He's always cracking jokes when he's talking about terrorism and Iraq. I don't know. I needed a limp dick science major to explain that one to me. I'm Pierre Struckmeyer. That's my time. Thank you, everyone. I got to bounce to the Castro to go um, put sausages in my mouth, both at a restaurant and at the club. Bye. Yay! Peter Struckmeyer. Have fun at your party and stuff. Have fun tomorrow. Uh, Peter is guest hosting Atlas tomorrow at 2. Uh, go if you are a supportive comic who's not booked on the bill please you're welcome to go uh, you'll go up after the booked comics and that's exciting your next comedian oh my gosh he's got to run out of here to go run the bar at best of SF he's so funny he is one of the best in SF put your hands together for Dan Lewis yay I want to be your lover great song wow cool nice dog yeah is that your dog you going up today is this cool Cool. What a beautiful dog. Everybody's a dog person here, I assume, right? Once in a while, I meet somebody that doesn't like dogs. You ever meet anybody like that? A little bit weird when that happens. But this is an animal that was specifically engineered to like us and for us to like them. What kind of fucking animal do you need us to create for you, sir, <laughs> that would fit your idea? Think about this the other day. Germans seem to have done a reverse eugenics thing with dogs, like... You've heard of eugenics, you know, they had this, the Nazis had this horrible idea, you know, like breed perfect people with other perfect people, make even more perfect people. I feel like, you ever seen a dachshund? I feel like they did the opposite with dogs. They intentionally <laughs> made them shitty. The same people, they were like, tiny little legs, can't run, hip dysplasia, das ist the ideal dog. Groofy, yeah, it's crazy. Love, love pets, no pets myself, no time for them. I did see something fun the other day. This reminded me of, I was in Berkeley. I saw a sign on a post for a missing parrot. I don't feel like they're using the word missing correctly here. That's not a missing parrot. That's just a parrot out in the world <laughs> being a bird. Because like, parrots are like 
little kids or something, you know? Like, just ask that parent's family in Madagascar. Like, when it was stuck in a cage in some asshole's house, that was the missing parrot. <laughs> Had its name on there, too. Answers to Zeke. Really? <sighs> like, it hears its name and goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to be trapped somewhere right now. <laughs> there should be no missing parrot signs, right? If there is a sign, it should just say, escaped parrot. Be on the lookout for a colorful parrot enjoying its best life. <laughs> Answers to no one. <laughs> you guys got a new phone. Uh, if I'm getting older, it's something I noticed. Oh, it sucks. I look worse in the morning. As you get older, you look worse and worse in the morning. And I had the phone with the face ID, and it's not recognizing me in the morning <laughs> for like an hour. I was like, uh-oh. So I, I decided to reset it. So I reset the face ID. I just like, if I do it right first thing when I get up, then re reset it to that face, then it'll work. And that seemed to solve the problem, you know. But then like the other day, I had it set up on its little stand, and I happened to walk by just after a shower, and it got unlocked by my ball sack. That sucks. <laughs> Getting old, man. That's because I come from, half my family's from Tennessee. I come from poor white trash. And we age worse than anybody, right? You've heard black don't crack. Well, let me tell you, cracker cracks in a big way. <laughs> I got a lot of problems, but I, uh, it's nice because sometimes your problems will cancel out another problem. You know, like I've been a lifelong hypochondriac, you know, but recently, luckily, I got depression, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing will cure hypochondria like the simple fact of wanting to die. <laughs> you know, like you find, like you'd be in the shower and you find like a lump or something and you're like, oh shit, oh shit. What if that turns out to be nothing? <laughs> then what? I thought I heard the horn there. Everything else is too long. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. Yay, Dan Lewis. Yay. Yay, Dan Lewis. Have fun at Best of SF. Have a really good set. I'm sure you will. Yay. Uh, I did got to do Best of SF last week, and it was really fun, and, and Dan was the one who hooked me up with that. So thanks, Dan. Um, Miles, technically you're next, but are you? did you just kick flip your way here? Are you okay? All right. You're ready to go. Uh, I'm excited. I really enjoyed your jokes last night. Put your hands together, everybody, for Miles Benjamin Davis. Yay. Yay. Uh, it was a little bit late because there was police activity on the BART, as per usual. Which, you know what? Fucking die in your own time, man. People got places to go. Um, so yeah, I'm here. I'm queer. What's up? That's right. That's right. Great. Great. Sorry. Apologize. It's an overly aggressive way of coming out. Uh, I don't know. Should I come out to my parents that way? What's up, Mom and Dad? I'm great. Great. Um, should also mention my parents are hardcore Christians, so... Conversation's gonna go great. Uh, although, I feel like explaining the queer thing would be a lot, that would be the easier conversation than telling them I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, I think that'd be easier. Um, yeah, I'm queer, and I'm also non-binary now. Um, my preferred pronouns are bruh and breh. Uh, high school, my pronouns were bitch and bitch ass. Uh, yeah, I went to a super progressive high school. Um, also, when I say that I'm queer, I feel like it's worth noting, you know, where it is that I fit on the spectrum. 
you know, because whenever I say that I'm queer in front of a room full of straight dudes, um, I feel all the collected buttholes in the room just, you know, just pucker right up. And I'm just here to say that trust, okay, your butthole is safe around me, okay? Like, I'm queer and non-binary, not fucking blind, okay? So don't flatter yourself. Also, I'm not into cis men, really. I mean, not that I don't find them attractive, it's just the type of men I find attractive are tops, and so am I. So, like, what do you want to do here? Like, you want to smoke weed and play Xbox? Because I don't know what else to do here. So I'm not doing that, and you're not doing this, so. All right, I'm going to leave now. Um, I, uh, I grew up in uh, Bakersfield, California. Yeah, where are my meth heads at? Who, who has meth? Uh, but if you've never been Bakersfield, let, let me paint the picture for you. Um, it's the type of city that you can go to where you can go to a 7-Eleven and see two different juggalos that don't know each other. <laughs> you understand the math involved in that? It's a lot. They're like cockroaches. For every one you see, there's like a thousand that you don't. Um, <laughs> I uh, also reached a huge milestone in my life. I uh, finally quit white women. Thank you, thank you. Not all heroes wear capes. Uh, I didn't plan it that way. It's just, well, you know, part of the reason I dated so many white women is because I live next to a Whole Foods and a gluten-free bakery. So, you know, just eat local, I say. Um, and, uh, sorry, drugs, drugs, drugs. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sober. I've uh, been sober uh, coming up on seven years. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, ladies and non-binaries, uh, I'm still toxic. So if you want this toxic D, hit me up after the show. Um, I have a confession to make you guys. I am a bad Mexican. Uh, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I don't like flan. Uh, I only have three jobs. And also, uh, I'm Filipino. Uh, but as a Filipino comic, I would be remiss if I didn't do an impression of my Filipino father. So here goes. What are you doing with your life, you piece of shit? Sorry if you're expecting an accent. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm late to my AA meeting. You guys have been great. Keep your hands clapping for Miles Davis. Also the coolest name in the biz. Kick flipping his way into all of our hearts. Uh, he has a skateboard. It's really awesome. Okay, so the next people aren't here. So the three people that are on the waiting list, you can like mad dog each other. We've got Sophia, Gabby, or Brian. Which one of you wants to go up? You can all stare at each other, and or one of you can run on stage, or you can like Rochambeau for it. Uh, do you want to pick straws? You want to mad dog each other? Who wants to go up? We got Sophia, Gabby, or Brian. Gabby's brave. Everybody, put your hands together for Gabby! Yay! How are we doing? There's not actually a lot of space to put that. You could just take a step, actually. Um, so on the Full disclosure, you're like, did she just walk in here with a duffel bag? Yes, yes, I'm I'm visiting. Um, and on the way here on the flight, I was sitting in the emergency exit seat, and you know, the flight attendant comes over and is like, Hey, are you willing and able to assist in case of an emergency? And I was like, Yeah. And in my most confident voice, I blinked twice at her, hoping she'd be like, This dumb bitch, we don't trust her, we gotta move her. But she didn't, she just let me stay there. And obviously it worked out, we're all here, we made it out alive, but like 
you know, thinking about it, that's a very high pressure situation, right? Like that door is like 60 pounds and pressure makes diamonds, right? And that would be a terrible time for you all to figure out I'm really built from cubic zirconia. Like that's not not good for anyone. But again, we made it out. Um, and actually, if you'll go ahead and look under your seats, you'll see that there is an open mic bingo card. Um, I had Pam place it. And you'll see dating apps on there. Thank you for looking, yes. Um, <laughs> Dating, <laughs> dating apps is actually the free space. So, you know, very original open mic content, yes. Um, but I was on Hinge and I saw this woman had ethnically non-monogamous on her profile. And I was like, you know, I would like to think it was a typo, but it's also San Francisco, right? And she had like blue hair and A cab in her profile. And I was like, oh, this was very intentional. Um, and it's like nice to know that I'd have a leg up in the dating pool without affirmative action. But again, I'm gonna pass this. Like, I'm not really trying to be like the diversity hire in the relationship, right? She probably saw me and was just like, you, yes, this is exactly what me and Skylar and I don't know even who else in that relationship would need, but but no thank you, I'm gonna pass on that. And again, dating is hard in general, but like also while grieving as an extra spicy layer. So um, as you all may know, um, in black families, if you lose a family member during the month of February, then the matriarch nominates someone to cut off all their hair in honor of that family member. And, and if you believe that, you need more black friends, because that part <laughs> about the matriarch is not real at all. I, that's completely made up. But, um, but grief is real, right? And it comes in waves. We have any shower criers in here? Uh, Pam, Pam be crying in the shower for sure. I can see it. Yes? Yeah. OK, for sure, yeah. Um, I've, I've tried. I've, people have recommended it. They're like, it's so cathartic. Um, not me. I'm more of a car crier. Um, but I, which I don't know. And I guess in the Bay, it's you just a Bart crier. I don't. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but I appreciate like the alliteration, also the isolation, right? So some people like to live in the fast lane. I like to cry in it, right? <laughs> yeah. But life is hard. And um, one thing that I'm learning that you can't necessarily appreciate on the radio, but you here in the room can, is um, I'm learning American Sign Language. And the sign that I've learned most recently is the sign for depressed. So you take, it's the word feelings, and yeah, it's feelings, and then you take those middle fingers and you bring them down, and it's like depressed. Yeah, sad. Um, so when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm fine. So you all enjoy your time. Thank you so much for giving me this time. Appreciate it. Again, my name is Gabby OK. Y'all have a great one. Gabby, Gabby OK, everybody. Coming all the way from where? Where are you from? Visiting from Minneapolis. Oh, right on. All the way from Minneapolis. Woo! Sweet. Uh, all right. We're moving through. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Denise Lee. Yay! Uh, so my parents are Taiwanese immigrants. And we used to go to Taiwan every summer, right? Like as kids. And Taiwan is so predominantly Asian that every summer I would actually start to miss white people. You know, like the only white people were Christian missionaries. Like once on the subway in Taiwan, this Christian missionary came up to me and my mom, just like this dorky looking dude with his little white button down shirt and his bicycle. 
He interrupted our conversation to say in very bad Chinese, uh, let me share the word of God with you. And all I could think was, oh my God, this white man is the hottest person I've ever seen. With his pale ass skin burning in the sun, the unwarranted confidence, I was like, man, I've missed that. So they're fantasizing about missionaries and missionary position, you know, doing seductive things like speaking English. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like even at 10 years old, I was like already attracted to mediocre white men. It's amazing. Uh, going back to America, like my mom always brings back food that you can only find in Taiwan. Like one year, our suitcases got inspected by U.S. Customs because one suitcase had only unlabeled sacks of tapioca flour, which happens to be a white powder. So I think they thought we were smuggly cocaine, like just a little Asian family of drug mules, you know? The CBP officer told my mom, she, he, he was like, ma'am, we think that you are trying to enter the United States of America with possession of illegal substances. And my mom looks at him and she goes, yes because that's how she answers all English questions she doesn't understand. There are too many big words. Like, yes is usually a safe response in any foreign language, uh, just not this time. And my sister was next to her, just bobbing her head, like she was saying yes, because she had headphones on and was listening to music. And I was only 10 years old, right? But I had to defuse the situation. Told the CBP officer, I was like, sir, these bags are just tapioca flour. Like, you can eat some if you'd like. Okay, that part won't work, but everything else did, right? Uh, I, am, I, I am Asian, in case uh, anyone didn't know. That's why I have little yin and yang patterns on my pants. <laughs> Urban Outfitter is very cultural. Uh, so, so I am Asian, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of unspoken discrimination and stereotypes, you know? Like, studies show that uh, I have to outperform my white peers by 20% in the workplace in order to get promoted. But there's like a pro to that, right? That I don't think anyone ever talks about. Like sure, I have to outperform my white peers by 20% to get anywhere, but I also have to be 120% lazier for anyone to actually notice, right? <laughs> You know, like uh, nobody at work's work thinks I'm like stupid and lazy, you know, even though I haven't done shit in like two years. Like everyone thinks I'm very hardworking and stupid. <laughs> They're like, Denise, she tries so hard. She does her best. Like they would, they would first think I'm mentally deficient then think that I like wouldn't give something my 100%. All right, I'm Denise. Thank you so much. Denise Lee, everyone. Uh, and Gabby, I actually cry alone on the bus. Your next comedian, he was crying on the bus. He kept texting me like, I'm almost there. It's going to be okay. I'm like, sweetie, it's fine. Put your hands together for Connor Norton. The bus did come late. I was a little nervous. I was going to miss this. There was a guy on it. There was a guy on it that was just like blasting music off the Bluetooth speaker attached to his backpack. Has anyone seen this guy? He frequents this neighborhood, I'm pretty sure. He's, uh, he's blasting music, and we're all looking at him like, what are you doing? And he's, he's going like this, because he doesn't have a mask, which means he's considerate. 
You know, like he's thinking about he's thinking about us clearly, which makes me think: is he, in his mind, liberating us from silent bus rides? You know, like he did. Polo G on the bus will set you free. Um, anyone seen that clip of Steve Harvey where he's talking about how he doesn't have any female friends? Anyone seen this? Steve Harvey's a legend, but this point I disagree with. He's basically making the point that men and women can't be friends, which is straight men and women can't be friends, which is ridiculous. Obviously, they can. That's all old, horrible stuff built by society. You know? Like, he's setting us back. And I'm forgetting how this bit goes. And, uh, oh, yes. Like, of course a man can have a woman in their life and have no sexual feelings towards her. You know, just like women do with me. And the, and, and like my girlfriend, she just got here. She was my college sweetheart. She just moved to San Francisco and she's already got a guy friend. And he's funny too. Smart. Takes her out, buys her drinks, lets her crash at the apartment so she doesn't have to pay for an Uber. That's awesome. <laughs> Rent's not cheap either, you know. Small apartment, lets her sleep in the bed. Feel bad for him. She takes up a lot of room when she sleeps in. He's a tall, he's a tall stack of hay. Six four based on the screensaver. So the if I were a smaller man though, I'd be robbing her of that friendship and I won't do it. You know, like she's always so much happier after she sees him. And I don't I think the uh you know, I don't think he's perfect though. I think he's got a soft mattress because she's always sore the next day. And yeah. The uh that is a joke, by the way. I'm not being cuckolded by my girlfriend as far as I know. But not that there's anything wrong with that. But uh, yeah, it's just a joke. And I, I've learned, I've done comedy long enough now where like as a 23-year-old, I'm never going to say anything meaningful up here yet. You know, <laughs> never going to say anything serious because it's just the worst look. Like I'm 23. I'm surrounded by other 23-year-olds that have no life experience. Like my housemate... He can't sing a song or hum a song without remixing it. Like, he'll, he'll just be doing the dishes, and he's like, you're a rich girl, and you're gone to... And it's like a house remix, too. It's not like a 90s, like, sampling, like, you're a rich girl, and you're gone... <laughs> yeah, never anything serious. But, um... I was thinking the other day about the Salesforce guy. Anyone remember him? The pro-life Spider-Man climbed the Salesforce building without a rope in the name of pro-life, which boo, you know? But if you looked at him, he's like this scrawny white kid, didn't have a lot of friends, made videos to his followers, you know? Little incelly, if you ask me, which I know is kind of a douchey look to be like, Kid climbs a Salesforce tower without a rope. Kid's a virgin. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just my thoughts so far. All right. Thank you. Connor Norton, everyone. Hooray. Uh, everybody clap it up for the real audience. We have four people with souls in the building right now. I don't know if you know that, but four real people. Yay. And then comedians. Hi. Uh, your next comedian, he came to us yeah, Boston, put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay! 
What's going on, gang? How are you doing? How you doing? Before I want to start, I want to give a special shout out to all the Asians in the room because it's uh, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Remember, right? Yeah. Only confusing thing is that they keep changing the fucking name of the month every time. Yeah, because I've had coworkers come up to me and they're just saying you gotta be more inclusive. So like one person said, "Hey man, happy AAPI month." Uh, another coworker said, "Hey, happy APAM." Uh, one guy just said, "Hey, happy Asian month," actually. And I get it. I, I get when we're trying to be more inclusive, but I don't like the trajectory where we're going. So as long as we don't call it uh, Yellow History Month, I think we're in the clear. We're just getting way too inclusive. We're including people from The Simpsons and people with jaundice like that. That just don't hit right. That don't hit right. Um, Pam said it right. I am from Boston, which I know is weird because I don't look or sound uh, obnoxious, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> And uh, one thing I might be shocking, though, is that uh, I actually grew up in the hood in Boston. I grew up in the projects. And the hardest part about being a small Asian guy and growing up in the hood is convincing people you're actually from there. <laughs> it's so tough. Yeah, because when you think about the hood, you think about rappers like Nas, Tupac, or like Jay-Z. And then uh, all I get to rep is uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So... You know, you ain't hearing gangsters going around being like, I got 99 problems with good vibrations, ain't one. Like, that just, you better off punching off a Vietnamese man instead. Uh, okay, cool. You guys under, know, know his uh, racist jokes. That's cool. Um, yeah, but growing up in hood was, like, different because I realized that uh, my growing up experiences were really different than my, uh, my wife friends. Uh, like, for example, Chris has always hit it different. I remember in the third grade, my teacher would always tell us the story of Santa Claus, and I raised my hand, and I said, hey, miss. How does Santa Claus, how does Santa get into my apartment if I don't have a chimney, right? And to which, I, to which she responds and says, oh, Santa? Oh, it's so easy. All he does is just climbs right through your window. I'm like, Santa, through the bars of my window? How the fuck you get in through that? <laughs> Speaking of which, if Santa really did exist, how come I've seen that fool climbing out of my friend's window with TVs outside of the building? Now I just see him hanging around Goodwill, just trying to get more change out of people. It don't make no sense. The other thing too is that uh, people think that like hood people aren't uh, don't have class. I think that's wrong. I think they're just misunderstood. Like one time, I remember that my dad's company van got stolen, and we were freaking out for the whole entire day. But then it came back the next day, and it was like a miracle. We didn't, we couldn't believe it. But all we saw inside that van when the police showed up was a bunch of broken glass, a football, and a note that said, "Hell no, no thanks." Cool, it's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, I did get out of the hood, though. I got that rags to riches story. Uh, so we moved. So my parents moved to a place called Canton. Uh, and uh, I remember when the first day that I went to school there, the teacher told us that the story of the story of the town goes is that people believe if you dig underneath the town, straight through the earth, you'll end up right into China. Which is crazy, because I was like, oh my god, that's so nuts. Because my dad just flew here. Uh, <laughs> You guys heard about airplanes? Like, y'all got an airport too? That's so nuts. Um, okay, I'll, I'll end on this uh, one, uh, one joke. I, uh, so I just moved here, from, moved here to San Francisco, and one big warning that people were telling me was that people here are hella passive-aggressive, which I don't think is really true. I think really just people just are indirect. Last night, my, my, my neighbor came up from the second floor, and all she said was, hey, it's Stephanie from the second floor. Um, do you have your phone on vibrate in the morning? Because I hear it through my, my room, actually. Which sounds kind of rude, right? When you, you could just complain to me directly. But what I really heard she say was, dude, we're so fucked in the earthquake because we can hear your phone vibrate through the whole building. All right, we'll get this work done. Thanks so much, guys. I've been Dan Quant.
Dan Guan, everyone. That was actually my vibrator, and I live two doors down from him. Sorry about that. It's real loud. But I'm very lonely. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Hey, guys. Uh, let's talk about Christmas. Sure. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is this uh, 2001 Tim Allen movie called uh, Christmas with the Cranks. If you don't know what this movie is, it's this 2001 Tim Allen movie where Tim Allen and his wife, they decide to go on a cruise instead of celebrating Christmas normally. And their entire neighborhood finds out and gangs up on them and forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And the reason why that's my favorite Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie. Because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood gang up on me and forcing me to celebrate Christmas anyway is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen in brown face and call that movie Christmas with the Cons, that would be my get out, you know what I mean? They made a Gandhi movie in the 90s. I don't know if you know about this. I'm glad they made it in the 90s because there aren't any Indian actors today I think that could play Gandhi, you know? Like, Dev Patel is too hot. And I'm not ready for Aziz Ansari to be Gandhi like that. Like, that'd be like if, like, they got Tyler Perry to play Martin Luther King Jr. Like, it would not work out. I, um, abortions in the news, that's fun. Uh, I, don't, I think my stance on abortion is, um, if we're going to force women to have these kids, they should at least be, like, if we're going to get rid of abortion, we should get rid of child labor laws. I think that's, because we're going to force women to have these kids, they should be able to get their money's worth. You know, I think that's. <laughs> That's fair. You guys think ISIS is jealous of COVID? You know, because, like, COVID killed a lot more Americans, and that it did it with just a cough, you know? Like, ISIS was dropping beheading videos. I think they used Adobe Pro. It seemed like a lot of work. I think if ISIS wants to compete with COVID, they need to, like, offer health care. Like, I would join... ISIS, if they gave me better healthcare than my current job, if I'm being honest with you, like it would be such an easy decision. Like they didn't need to drop those beheading videos. All they had to do is offer me dental and I would have, okay, that's fine. <laughs> is it just me? You guys have better healthcare than me, that's okay. You guys aren't desperate, you don't know. You guys have to watch that documentary, Supersize Me in high school. Yeah, it was a weird documentary. Like, it was about this guy who ate McDonald's three times a day, every day, to prove it's bad for you. And I was like, you didn't need to do that. Like, nobody eats their third Big Mac in a day, and it's like, my life is getting better from here. You know, that's not... I, um, I live in San Francisco right now. I like living in San Francisco. It's cool seeing all this diversity, like gay people, trans people, white people. That, that's all the people. But it's cool seeing them all come together and hate poor people, you know? That's <laughs> so fun. San Francisco is getting kind of crazy. Like, they're gentrifying crackheads right now, you know what I mean? Like, usually when I walk past a crackhead, they're talking about stabbing people and shitting in places they're not supposed to shit in. I was walking past a crackhead today. He was yelling, at, he was yelling about his favorite kombucha store. And I was like, how's a crackhead making me feel broke? That is new. All right, goodbye, guys. Newman Shake! Little known fact, you can't buy kombucha with food stamps. So those really are rich crackheads. <laughs>
It has just a tiny bit of alcohol, so you're not allowed to. Also, Big Macs, you're not allowed to buy those with food stamps. Well, no, hot food stamps. Anyways, I'm off topic. Your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pranav on Beal. Yay! Hey, guys. Uh, so I'm from, uh, I'm from the South. I'm from South Carolina, uh, and guns are just really like, normal to my, like, my day-to-day life. A lot of my friends had guns. A lot of my friends' dads had guns. I almost got a gun. It was, it's really, it's really normal here, but here it's very touchy. Uh, but I think we were all kind of missing something about uh, weapons in general, which is like gun people are, are one kind of weird, but knife guys are like fucking odd, dude. Like at least, at least with a gun, you can go to a shooting range and you go like pow, pow, pow. Like you can have like, you're, you're fun. But who are these guys with knives just like going to a stabbing range like like they're all like when you have like people who have guns just kind of look at them. Or like they'll pet them, reassemble them, but the guys with the gun, like knives, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> like in their room, just like, <laughs> like what? Are, what's the point of having a knife? And they have, and these knife guys have so many knives. Uh, and like, what's the point of like? You have one knife. What do you need more for? Right? They're just wasting all this precious metal and just ho- like hoarding all these knives. That's why whenever like knife crime goes up, I'm just like, good, you know? I, at least if my criminals are gonna be like shanking some crips. Like at least let it be sustainable. Uh, I saw I saw a bunch of guys like uh, just jump a dude and uh, you know him to, like to death. And I was like, well, thank God. And then they threw him in the dumpster. And I was like, guys, the compost is right there. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I've uh, I've been missing the bus a lot recently because I'm always a little late to things. You know, uh, I'm asthmatic. I always have to go back and get my inhaler every single time. Uh, and like nothing really makes me like like hate myself the way like barely missing the bus does. You know what I'm saying? Like you're huffing and puffing trying to get there on time. Like you're already a little bit late, and then you just 14 hour just drives right by you, and that would have taken you there in pronto. Uh, and then like yeah, a little part of you dies. The the better part of you that's a little more punctual just like dwindles into obscurity, and you're just stuck in this universe where you're in this little stupid oafish body where you can't just you can't do anything right. And you know this is the way this is why your life is the way it is, and it's like. That's just why mom doesn't return your calls anymore. And the Pranav on that bus is probably doing like cool, sick, nasty shit, like, I don't know, like curing AIDS. And now every time I miss the bus, I'm like, no, my AIDS research. I know I'm blowing these small things out of proportion, but I can't stop thinking about the butterfly effect, you know, like how a butterfly can flap its wings on one part of the world and cause a complete tsunami on the other side of the world. But even that's stupid, because I don't know if you guys are talking to. Uh, a butterfly scientist recently, but uh, butterflies like flap their wings all the fucking time. Uh, there's no fucking tsunamis. But I do like to think about like, you know, a bunch of like QAnon alt-right butterflies in Zimbabwe, just like, fuck big tech, we got this boys, let's go! Uh, anyway, I've been taking the bus a lot recently, if you haven't been able to tell, uh, because I, I've recently like herniated a disc in my back. It's really hard for me to walk or bike anywhere, you know, just physical transport is pretty, pretty painful right now. And uh, it's been making me question my mortality a lot. And uh, I've come up with this theory that all a person is, uh, by the time someone reaches the age of 25, they've like accrued one old man thing about themselves. Uh, and like you might have like gout, you might have incontinence, you look like you have like candies in your pockets for little kids all the time. And uh, I've developed a theory that like all an old man is, is a uh, a, a guy or a person who's accrued five of these old man things, you know, like like a bunch of lame Power Rangers combined to make a really shitty Megazord. They're like, incontinence, Alzheimer's, stomach ulcers, 
Dementia. Alzheimer's. Together we make Harold, a 77-year-old man who wishes you just pulled the plug already. What's the next part? <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, yeah. He saw the light once in Vietnam and has wanted to go back ever since. Uh, even though his memory is deteriorating, he always remembers how much he hates his wife and kids. Anyway, it, it's, it just takes like five old man things, you know? I got one. I need four more before I'm, I'm an old man. This man has knives. <laughs> that's a knife, dude. <laughs> and he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> that's, that's two old man things. Any, anyway, I completely forgot how this joke ended. You guys have been great. Have a good night. Yay, Pranav. Hemorrhoids. That's another one Hemorrhoids. you could get. Hemorrhoids. That's a, uh, hey, we've got like six real people with souls in the room. Oh, a couple are leaving. That's okay. That's great. We still have a big audience tonight, which makes me really, really happy. For your next comedian, so funny. You can read uh, his stories either in the Petrero News or check out Brocast Stewart for one of his latest stories. Put your hands together for Lee Wyatt. Yay! What's up, y'all? Man, you guys are real people, huh? That's cool. I like that. I like that. I'm super tired, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I heard about that baby formula shortage. So I've been at home tirelessly making baby formula. Uh, turns out that no women on the street want jars of my semen. Yeah, get it, baby formula. <laughs> Pretty good one, I thought. <laughs> I just wrote it. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. But no, like, wouldn't you think like maybe we'd want people to have more abortions now? <laughs> like, no, I'd rather have the baby starve to death. <laughs> Seems to make sense. Seems to add up. Um, glad that Pam brought up McDonald's earlier because, uh, you know, I noticed there was a real turning point in the uh, Russia-Ukraine Ukraine conflict. See, that's how tired I am from making formula all day, guys. Uh, McDonald's is selling all of their Russian locations, guys. Yeah, way to go, Russia. Because we all know the Russian military is fueled on Big Macs and McNuggies. <laughs> Don't forget the Szechuan. <laughs> Don't forget that shit. There's been wars fought over less, guys. <laughs> wars fought over. Speaking of, uh, you know, Ukraine, uh, there's this kind of a long-winded story I'm going to go with, and eventually we'll get there. So, uh, <laughs> I like you. I know you're armed, but I still... <laughs> I still like you. Uh, there's probably a sword in that cane. <laughs> Fucking Highlander over here. <laughs> okay, there can be only one. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so <laughs> so yeah. Any relationships in the house tonight? Don't want to admit it. Don't want to admit it. Uh, that's how good the relationship is. All right. Uh, no, I'm in a relationship. Um, you know, sometimes we argue, sometimes we fight about stuff. But you know, um, I was in the bathroom the other day, taking a, a poop. That's my one poop joke of the evening, guys. Um, <laughs> thank. <laughs> hey, they're fairly regular. How is your shits? <laughs> He's like, I'm sitting in it right now. It's <laughs> totally fine. I couldn't get up. Uh, <laughs> You don't make fun of people in wheelchairs, guys. Nobody laughs. <laughs> so lesson learned. Take that down, guys. Take that one down. Um, but no, I'm in there, you know, and I forgot my phone. And I hate that, so I just start reading labels of shit. I'm like, 
what's in my toothpaste? Like, hey, shampoo, what's in you? And Well, one reason I do this is because I like to set anything that hasn't been tested on animals aside so I can use it on my dog. Because I want to make sure if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Perfect, because we're almost there. Um, <laughs> but then I got to the, the, my favorite item in the bathroom, which is always, I save the best for last, my girlfriend's tampons. You, you do that too, sir? Okay. Uh, but no, uh, I was reading the label and it said, made in Ukraine. I've never been prouder. There's light shows, you know, blue and gold light. My girlfriend is supporting Ukraine with her own blood, guys. That's a better joke than you gave me credit for. But I'll allow it, because you're probably as tired as I am from making formula all day. <laughs> My name is Lee Wyatt. Thanks, Pam, for the time. Give it up for Mutiny, guys. Keep your hands clapping for Lee Wyatt. Yay. Moving right along. All right. I'm really excited about your next comedian. Uh, they're super funny and wonderful, and you can see them perform June 5th at the Castro Art Corridor out there on the street. It'll be in 2.30 in the afternoon. It's free. It's awesome. But you get to see him here right now. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Oh, my God. Well, hello, San Francisco. Hello, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. How are you all doing today? Very excited to be here. I just turned 52 recently. It's very exciting to say this because I hear all these young comedians saying, oh my God, I just turned 23. Just turned 30, it's so amazing as if no one else has turned 30 before, you know? As if the sky isn't blue or some shit. I mean, I am so old and have been sucking dick so long, I have probably swallowed some of your siblings. You're welcome. Family conflict over with. I mean, I have been sucking cock for so long that it begs the age-old question, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Does anyone else think that? Do you, do you think that? How about you, Emily? Do you? You do, right? I mean, so many. So are there any other cocksuckers in the house? Is it just, it's just the two, three of us? Okay, okay. I mean, is, does anybody have a problem with cocksucking? I'm just asking. Anybody is against that? Because I'm just wondering, because you're like, do you know a single guy with his eyes closed that would go, Please stop sucking my cock. I don't see it. So going back to that, okay, so like, see, the average cock is what? Six. <laughs> so as a man, that means he can't measure shit. We're going to go with six. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> so am I. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Okay, so six up, one, in, one up, one down. There's a foot. You with me? Okay, there's something like 5,480 feet in a mile. Let's say, well, and I'm going, okay, 108,000 odd feet, that's 26 miles, and that's a marathon, ladies and gentlemen. And that was just last weekend. I'm very excited about what's going on in our country politically, but also excited about the uh, white supremacist takeover that we're having. Thank you, thank you, I'm very excited. So I feel like instead of being a comedian, I may have missed out on a life opportunity to be a marketing manager. So I decided to come up with some new products to welcome our new white supremacist overlords. Okay, it's a fragrance. It's a series of fragrances called the American Collection. The first one is called White Woman. <laughs> and you got to say it like that. White Woman. 
The tagline is always in front. Gentlemen, I don't want you to feel left out because I know that you're going to feel left out if you don't have something. There's one for you out there, white guys. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. They say to me, Brady, who are you to make fun of white people? I said, well, who better? I mean, I did my ancestry and meetup thing, right? They sent me back a white paint chip. <laughs> Let's see what else is going. Uh, I'm thinking about today. Thank you. All right, well, I'm just going to leave you with my, little, with my little summer songs. It's summer now, and it makes me think of the boys' camp that could have been, but never was, on the shores of Lake Putitinmi in Putitinmi, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Pam. I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everyone. Hooray. Hooray, 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 the gay. I, like, hate the male gays, but I love the male gays. Like, I love the gays. But I, they can give you a compliment on your shoes. But I hate the gays when they're, like, staring at you. And they're like, you're, you don't shame. You're gross. And I'm like, I'll punch you in the face. I just, I took, I boxed today for two and a half hours. I trained. So I'm, like, ready to fight. Uh, you're... <laughs> Your next comedian is a tall wonderment. He flew to us here from Vermont, and I'm so excited that he's part of the community. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore! Yay! A tall wonderment. Thank you. This is an incredible compliment. I appreciate that. Uh, you guys want to hear a secret about a minority group? Deep secret. Yeah, yeah? All right. When you see two tall people, yeah, you guys thought this was about to be a black joke. <laughs> when you see two tall people meeting each other for the first time ever, no matter how pleasant the interaction may seem on the surface, we both fucking hate each other. Because being tall, that's my thing. That is my shtick. I will stand on my tippy toes just so other people are forced to have to see me duck my head when I get on airplanes. <laughs> I'll walk over to the exit sign. Oops. Didn't see me there. Yeah, man. If you ever want to have some fun, go to your local grocery store, find two tall people, stand in between them, ask them to get something off the shelf, but don't be clear who you're asking to get it. <laughs> Watch them size each other up like two boxers before a fight. <laughs> you want to have even more fun, ask them to get multiple boxes and then watch them compete to see who can reach the farthest back. <laughs> Watch the one who loses be like, he's cheating. He has big boots on. <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking hate tall guys. But I do love tall girls. If you're a woman over five foot one, for the purposes of this joke, make some noise one time. Hell yeah. Y'all are tall girls for this joke. I like tall girls for one reason. NBA babies. See? I played Division III basketball right now, and for those of you who don't know, there's three levels to college basketball. There's Division I, which is what you see on TV. I call that like the George Bush of college basketball because um, it, eh, skip that joke. Anyways, 
I was working shopping that one before. Anyways, Division One is the top level. Then there's Division Two, which is like the middle sized schools. And then there's the lowest level, which is Division Three, which is what I play. You can tell whether a basketball team is Division One, Two, or Three by seeing whether one, two, or three of the players on the court are white. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason I like tall girls is because I want to have a kid who's going to achieve all the goals that I never did in my life. And it's led to some pretty unique dating habits. For instance, before a date, most guys like to look up a girl's Instagram pictures and see if she's pretty or not. I just look up her high school mile times. <laughs> and on that date, most guys like to go out to a nice fancy dinner. I personally like to go to Dave & Buster's, do some Dance Dance Revolution, and scout out her footwork abilities. <laughs> 500 or above, and I think I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not trying to be discriminatory. Like, if you're five foot one, we can still have some fun, but when it's all said and done and it's time to raise a son, sorry, hon, you're just not the one. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'll end it on that. That's my set. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Charlie Moore. Uh, I guess he's a poetry minor. <laughs> and when he's like majoring in basketball and minoring in English lit or something, next time he'll come up and do some T.S. Eliot. That was lovely. Uh, that was really funny, Charlie. And this is, he's really impressive. These were all different, those were all different jokes than he did last night. So, hey, he's got 10 minutes easy. Uh, your next comedians aren't here. So people on the wait list, you all get to mad dog each other. We've got Sophia, we've got Brian, we've got Paul Henry Schopenhagen, and we've got a J. And I don't think a J's here yet, but the three of you can mad dog it out. Who wants to go? Paul's outside, Sophia, Brian, whoever jumps up on stage first, it's theirs. There he is. We're coming to the stage, everybody. Paul Henry Schopenhagen. Hello. Nice. Uh, so I heard. I heard if you get stung by like a sea urchin or a jellyfish, you can pee on the wound to get rid of the poison. And it makes me wonder, maybe if he had shot it on the beach, R. Kelly would be considered a hero and not a sexual predator. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's a huge piece of shit. R. Kelly for prison 2024. <laughs> Every president recently has been coming out as hard on crime, but when are they gonna do something about the organized mafia known as the Girl Scouts? Have you guys noticed they've been popping up in places you would have never seen them before? Yeah, man, like in construction sites and outside of your window at night, it's weird. One time, I mean, in Colorado and obviously here too, man, you see how they're set up outside of dispensaries? I'm pretty sure that shit is entrapment. That is a violation of our Fifth Amendment rights. One time, man, one time these little bitches caught me coming out the club at 2 a.m. They were like, hey, Paul Henry, we have these Thin Mints. Where's our fucking money? And I was like, please. Jessica, Sarah, and Erica, I have a family. You know what they did to me? They painted my nails pink. You laugh. 
But do you know how frightening it is to get your nails painted pink at gunpoint? While another little girl does a TikTok dance? She was in that shit too. She was like, if you tell anybody, we're gonna murder your family. <laughs> that shit was so embarrassing, it went viral. <laughs> I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor to see what they could do about my pink painted nails. I don't know what kind of medical insurance you guys got, but mine doesn't cover that shit. The doctor, the doctor handed me a bill for $2 million. I was like, $2 million? And that's when I realized the doctor wasn't a doctor at all. It was those three little bitches stacked up in a lab coat. They disassembled like Voltron, kicked me in the shins. You know, Girl Scouts and just disappeared into the wind. It was fucked up, man. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, there have been calls recently to defund the police, and usually I agree with that, but I say give more funding to the police if they have a shoot-to-kill order on these motherfucking Girl Scouts. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fuck the Girl Scouts. Thank you. I've been pioneering. <laughs> Oh, and Hagen, where are you from? You must be from out of town or something. Cleveland. Well, you're amazing. Welcome. I used to be a Girl Scout. <laughs> it's okay. No, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of patches because I seriously sold so many cookies, but I love this patch from 1984 because it's a Pegasus sliding down a rainbow. It's fucking amazing. But I had to sell like 200 boxes of cookies for a patch. So it's kind of like little white girl slave labor. <laughs> slave labor. It's like... <laughs> You work hard, walk, do this for hours for a patch, okay? And the boxes of cookies are like $7 now. I'm like, fuck you, Girl Scouts. I'm, that's crazy. Uh, hey, your next comedian also not here, so we're going to either we can scoop down to Josh. All right, here we go. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. Yay! <laughs> Real quick, here's my theory on Girl Scouts. I'm pretty sure they kill homeless people. Because uh, think about it, like most of the time you go to a Safeway, you go outside and there's like some homeless people chilling there. And then the Girl Scouts come around, no homeless people, just the Girl Scouts. Where do they all go? Uh, I was at Starbucks next to uh, where I work today. And this girl about my age uh, walked in with this guy who's about 70. And the guy just goes, uh, Haley, don't even worry about it. You're smart. You're hardworking, you have a great body. I'm sure your team loves you. I'm just like, oh, please be her sugar daddy. Just please, like don't be like a colleague or her boss or like for God's sake, her dad or something. Just please be a really supportive sugar daddy. Uh, I've been learning a lot about like these politicians and their grooming. I just learned what that was. I guess grooming, it's like when you train someone to want to have sex with you even when they're way younger than you. It's really fucked up, and they're just so out in the open about it. Like, I was walking downtown, and I saw this store, and I looked up, and I saw dog grooming. What the, what the fuck is, what are these politicians coming to these days? Dogs. They're, they're, they're coming to dogs. <laughs> uh, you all right, bud? <laughs> um, 
Someone help him out real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. <laughs> so I got a. Uh, I got bullied. This is my first time to have this exact experience doing stand-up, so I really don't know what to do. Uh, I got bullied a lot when I was younger, um, but it's fine because it was all stuff that doesn't affect me anymore, you know? Like, I got bullied for being a short, annoying Jew who talks too much and has puby-looking hair. But since then, I've gotten taller. So <laughs> we're all good. Uh, people at my middle school used to go Jew hunting. Do any of you guys know what that is? That's where you roll loose change down the hallway and whoever picks it up is the Jew. You'd be like, that's the cheap old Jew. But they were only rolling pennies, so it's like, who's the cheap one? Um, that, it really is one of the things that kind of sucks about being Jewish, though. So like, I've heard like, black means be like, oh, I won't eat fried chicken out in public. I can't pick up loose change. Like, like, I haven't picked up a dime in like 15 years unless you count my girlfriend. Uh. Yeah. She, she, she called me a fat ass today, but she was like trying to like, like talk about my dumb truck and she just called me a fat ass. So, fuck you, Mina. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, any of you guys know what Roman wipes are? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, Roman wipes are this moist towelette. You should learn about this, sir. It's a moist towelette. Yeah. Moist towelette that you wipe on your dick to stop you from coming too fast. Yeah, science. Science is great, am I right? Homelessness, can't figure that out. World hunger, nah, can't find a cure to cancer. But if you want to come a little bit later on, we got something for you. But what I think is really interesting about Roman wipes is that they always advertise the same way. They always advertise, we will ship these to you in discreet, unmarked packages. You know, like the kind of thing you would send a bomb in. Yeah. Because most guys would rather you think they're a terrorist than that they don't do sex good. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time, everybody. I'm Josh Katsky. Yay. Yay for Josh Kotsky. Yay. Oh my gosh, I have this new weed lube and it is so intense and it says on the directions that you're supposed to put it on like 15 minutes before sex, but then you get so high and confused and how do you, it's so weird, like applying, applying like lubricant 15 minutes before is the weirdest thing because it's like, excuse me, I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. It's like the old sponge days or something with like, I have to put in my like spermicidal sponge thing that double axes. You're all too young. You also don't know who Bjork is. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Did you? I uh, yeah yeah. Who's Bjork? I know. And they're like, well, what's an abortion? You're um. Okay, so the next couple people aren't here on the list. We've got so we've either we can swoop down on the list to Chris, the new guy, or we can have the side pieces uh, battle it out. Sophia or Brian, are you feeling the spirit? Sophia's feeling the spirit. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sophia! Yay! Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm from New York. I got here two days ago. Yes, I'm ready. A um, little bit about me. My name's Sophia. My family's from Palestine, or as my boyfriend calls it, Pakistan. Uh, it's okay. He's tall. He's tall. It's fine. Yeah. But uh, being Middle Eastern does explain why I'm such a hairy person, 
but for the longest time, my mom had her own theory. I remember she took me to the pediatrician once, held up my arm for the doctor and was like, look at all this hair. It must be because she has too much testosterone. Oh my God. I was so embarrassed. I was like, mom, it's just a face. <laughs> uh, being hairy is not the only thing I have to deal with. I also have size 10 feet. So whenever I go shoe shopping, you know they have those sale racks where each size gets a rack? So from size six to nine, they sell shoes for women. And then at size 10, they start selling shoes for fucking swamp monsters. <laughs> All of a sudden, everything is waterproof and comes with a lifetime warranty. Uh. They're like, what do these women need? Traction. Durability. Someone's like, style? They're like, no. These women are out in the field, living off the swamp. The transition from nine to 10 is like, these are shoes for women who do yoga, and these are shoes for men who bleed every month. That's <laughs> yeah. my reality. That's it. But uh, being Middle Eastern also means that my mom's first language is Arabic. So sometimes she still confuses some of her English words, especially longer words. Like she went to the doctor the other day because she has hemophilia, but what she told the doctor when she got there, she was like, everyday tasks have become impossible for me because of my crippling homophobia. <laughs> Her chart is like, patient, can't go to the grocery store because of the gays. She actually called me last week because she's having some sleep issues. She thought she had narcolepsy. She's like, I'm falling asleep everywhere. It's driving me crazy. I think I'm struggling with necrophilia. <laughs> I was like, mom, that doesn't make any sense. The whole point of necrophilia is that no one has to struggle. <laughs> no. yeah. She gets it now. She gets it now. But, uh, despite the feet and the hair, I did manage to trap a boyfriend. I did it. Thank you. Yes, my boyfriend and I have been together for seven years now. Uh, when we first started dating, he was actually president of his frat. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't want to waste my time with just any run-of-the-mill sexist, you know? <laughs> I said, take me to your leader. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. It's all worked out, you know? We do have a great relationship. We do. We do. Uh, we're not perfect. Like, he keeps telling me he thinks I'm autistic. I keep telling him, I don't think that's how dirty talk works. <laughs> we'll keep practicing, we'll get there. We'll get there. He recently got me onto Reddit. Are there any Reddit fans in here? Ah, uh, okay. I feel like I've learned a lot about the male mind by being on Reddit, you know? You guys ask some really interesting questions. I saw this one post recently where this guy was like, when women go swimming, do they fill up with water? <laughs> And the amount of men that commented, good question. Do men think women are hollow? Do you guys think when you come inside us, it just floats around our hollow body like a cum astronaut? You know, we don't fall in love until it reaches the heart. You know? 
the more I say it, the more I'm like, guys, are we hollow? I don't, no one fact checked this set. I don't know. My name is Sophia. Thank you guys so much. Hey, that was amazing. Everybody keep it going for Sophia. Yay. That's so great. I love that people from far away hear about this place and grace us with their amazingness. That was, um, that was astounding. Leave funny. Oof, I'm high back here, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sober tonight, so I've had like four cups of cold coffee and like 17 bong loads. It's a weird combination. Um, Amy, you just walked in the door. You probably don't want to go up next, do you? Do you? Because it's sort of your turn. Do you want it or do you want to wait? Because we can go to we can go to waitlist. She can go. Put your hands together, everybody, for Amy Stringer. Yay! Hi. Ooh. Okay. Um I I so I, I like to rent clothes um through this app called Newly. It's like a it's like one of those apps where I don't know, you can just rent clothes, whatever. And <laughs> and um they had like this like this new edit for me. Um, like you're like recommended for you. And the first thing that came up was a drawstring, drawstring maternity shirt. And I was like, how did you know? <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not pregnant. Um, I was like, you need to fix your algorithm. I, uh, let, me, let me take a look at your algorithm. I took AP Calculus senior year of high school. Yeah, sure, I dropped out second semester and I took the test anyway and just wrote, this is Sparta across one of the pages, but I passed. <laughs> uh, I... I have this uh, app called, anyone like plants? Anyone have plants? Plant parent? Yeah. I have this new app called Planta that, anyone know Planta? It tells you, hello. Um, it tells you like uh, how to take care, it can identify plants if you take a picture and it tells you how to take care of it and what you need based on your space. And it listed my skill as hopeless. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, Planta. My succulents are thriving. <laughs> we don't talk about the herbs. They're the black sheep of the family. They're always complaining. They're like, I'm thirsty. I'm dying. And I'm like, do I have to do everything around here? Be more like your brothers and sisters. I, uh, oh, I got, I got a bikini wax this week. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so supportive, I love it. And, um, every time, so I've been getting bikini waxes for like 15 years. And every time I go to get a wax, the technician is like, oh, is it your first time? And I'm like, no, I just saw you three months ago. God. <laughs> like, no one's had a lonely winter ever? Jesus. 
Um, I think those are all my jokes that I was working on today. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyone like the smell of freshly cut grass? Yeah, me too. I heard that that is the grass's distress signal. I know. It is the smell of a grass occur. I know. Everyone groans when they hear that. I don't know why. <laughs> Awful. But uh, yeah, all these suburban dads on Saturday mornings on their lawnmower, living their best life, going, ah. and the grass is like, ah. <laughs> and that is how America was founded. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. Yay, Amy Stringer. And all the barefoot pregnant women in the kitchen are like, because suburbia is so perfect. Um, Kelly Evans still not here. We're going to the next person on the list. He's new to the room too. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Chris Schmidt. Yay! Cool. Cool. Hi, guys. Uh, this is my very first time on stage uh, doing stand-up comedy. So thank you very much. Thank you for the support. Appreciate it. If I get an erection, just nerves. <laughs> um, unless you're attractive and I want to fuck you. Uh, then it's not. Then it's not nerves. Then it's just sexual attraction. Uh, but listen, don't get distressed if it happens. It is more scared of you than you are of it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit old uh, to be starting stand-up uh, uh, at this age. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, you know what? I have my phone for this exact purpose. <laughs> okay, hold on. Feels weird. Yeah, uh, I'm approaching middle age, uh, and for First time, like the other day, totally forgot how old I was. Just totally forgot. I spent like three minutes just trying to figure it out, and uh, I couldn't do it. I had to come back to it like the next day. It turned into a multi-day project. Um, but I did uh, finally like settle on late twenties to early forties. Uh, still haven't quite figured it out, but. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get there. Uh, uh, if you guys have any suggestions on how old I should be, uh, let me know. Um, uh, wow. I went to the doctor the other day, because <laughs> I'm getting old, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I went because I, I, was, I was getting a, a pain like in my pubic region, uh, my mons pubis, that's what it's called, uh, <laughs> right side, in case anybody wants the detail. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was cancer. I was like, oh yeah, it's cancer, I'm, I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go and die now. <laughs> but I go to the doctor and he's like, no, you have a hernia. Yeah, yeah, ah, which is like number one with a bullet in terms of like old man maladies, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm getting fucking old. Uh, and he said, yeah, the only way to fix it is through surgery, right? Uh, but it's re relatively minor. It's like a minor thing. Even if you don't get the surgery, you just have a hernia that you have to live with. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm 41 and I'm uninsured. So uh, being the deadbeat, what is like the alternate? What's the plan B uh, treatment? 
And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Like what you can do is like, if you feel it bulging, take your fingers, and push it back in. Nauseating, it's nauseating, right? Like that's your medical advice. <laughs> so now I am just walking around the city like I'm pervert, just pushing, just like aggressively pushing my mons. That's cool. I mean, I'd probably be doing that anyway, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, uh, it's. I feel like it's like pretty hard to start things as a middle-aged person, right? Like your your brain, your brain is bad. You get to be my age. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, guys, one more thing about being old. Aches and pains that never were there before, right? Showing up. And uh, yeah, recently, and this is actually kind of serious, um, I, I did start getting like a really bad pain in my neck, and uh, it started like radiating down my back, right? And like alarmingly, like it took a turn and went to my pussy, then around to my crack. Uh, <laughs> talked to the doctor about it, he said, uh, yeah, you have pussy popitis. And it's stage four. <laughs> And there's no cure. <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. This is great. Clap your hands together more than that. It was his first time. Chris Schmidt, everyone. That was his first time ever. That's amazing. Woo, 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 yay. Don't worry. I'm so old, I have to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. Uh, your next comedian, she's so funny and wonderful. She has a show coming up here on June 1st. And it's going to be great. Put your hands together, everybody, for Emily Tao. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I had to set up the uh, camera, obviously, because if you didn't post about it on Instagram, did it even happen? Um, and um, so, hey, I'm so excited to be back, set back in San Francisco. Just moved back about three weeks ago. Hey, Warriors! Did we win tonight? Did anyone know? They're playing right now. Okay, so we don't know yet. All right, I've just been watching it on the Instagram because, you know, that's where it happens. Um, anyhow, hey. <laughs> so um, so I uh, did my uh, first open mic back uh, two nights ago, and, um, and, you know, I had to walk around the block uh, for a minute uh, before I, my set to uh, vomit. Um, <laughs> it's a problem I've had since I was a child. Um, I was probably drunk back then, too. <laughs> or maybe not drunk enough. Who knows? Um, but, um, you know, I, I uh, just stand there, and I'm, you know, in the middle of the tenderloin, just, uh, you know, heaving. And um, I'm like, Emily, talking myself off the ledge. They're just comedians. I mean, nobody gives a shit. We're all attention whores. <laughs> We're a specific type of whore. Um, but hey, warriors! <laughs> Anytime your set's not going well, just say that. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. This is San Francisco. Uh, hey, um, so my my dad didn't let me study dance growing up, um, you know, because uh, he couldn't have any of his daughters studying dance. Uh, my last name is Tao. Uh, the family is adopted Chinese. 
Um, it's a, a strange story. It only happens in San Francisco. Um, and um, it is strange being uh, having that side of the family. You know, we couldn't study dance because it would bring such shame on the adopted Asians side of the family. Um, so we uh, did the responsible thing. And of course, he, he couldn't have any of his daughters studying dance because we know how that would have turned out. You know, strippers, um, prostitution, the whole gamut, you know. Um, and, um, you know, so I went into accounting. And um, uh, the funny thing is that um, after 20 years of accounting, um, I still don't have a dick. Um, <laughs> so I still don't make, you know, what they make. I do all the work, though. Um, and, uh, you know, I would have made more money as a stripper, honestly. And um, uh, I would have made so much more money as a prostitute than I made off of any of my ex-husbands. Uh, so there's that. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I am a, I'm also a Peruvian. Uh, my, uh, hey, my first ex-husband um, was uh, uh, from Lima, uh, Limeño Limeño. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you know anything about Limo, Lima, you have to know. He's Limeño, Limeño, okay? San Isidro, it's very important, muy importante. And um, <laughs> his, his father, you know, his father was a very successful man in Lima, uh, and um, he uh, hated white people. Um, and, um, you know, he's like, fuck it, I'm, I'm never learning English, I don't have to. He didn't, he didn't have to. And then, you know, unfortunately his oldest son, was like, yeah, I want that one right there. So I guess that's repression right there. Um, <laughs> I uh, I uh, think I forgot my rest of my jokes, so I think that's my time. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Uh, I'm Emily Tao. I have a show coming up on June 1st. I would love for you all to make it. Thank you. Emily Tao, everyone. Yay. Bye. Brett Harper Denning still hasn't made it here. No. Uh, so, hey, Brian, it's your turn. Put your hands together for Brian, everybody. Yay! Come with me. Hello, hello. First time for me, too. Chris, shout, out, shout outs to our first timers. Uh, my name is Brian, and I just want to apologize ahead of time. Um, if my set sucks, I am very agreeable. I, rec I recently learned that's called people-pleasing. You know, when, when someone carjacks me, I adjust their mirrors and... <laughs> check their oil you know I just want them to get home safely um, do you guys know the movie yes man yeah yeah uh, Jim Carrey in the movie says yes to everything because he's uh, opening doors to all these new opportunities and I'm over here just opening doors for random people um, uh, my therapist thinks that you know I think my therapist likes that I'm so agreeable you know all the suggestions he gives me is I just say yes to all of them. Um, um, oh, I forgot it. Uh, yes, he says, uh, I say yes to everything he says. So, you know, I have all this time to work on my therapist. Um, you know, when he asks me, how am I doing? I kind of start to go like, how do you want me to feel? <laughs> you know, at the end of our session, I um, give him a hug. And I tell him to see me next week. Uh, I do think we're both very codependent on each other. Yeah, ma'am, did you, what's your name? Emily, did you like that? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, very good. 
Very good. Very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think what's worse than one people pleaser is four of them kind of trying to cross, cross the street. You know, four of them at a stop sign. You know, no one would be able to cross the street. It would be pretty funny, I think. You know, they would just be like, um, I think it would be like the next viral TikTok dance. Um, you know, I think people pleasers also have a gang sign. I think they just do this like fake smile, like they do this like little pitter, pitter patter just when they're opening doors or holding elevators for people. You know, when you see a homie doing that pitter patter, I think uh, you're in kindness territory now, bro. <laughs> um, I remember being so agreeable one time, I covered uh, a friend's shift. And the shift that I had to cover was my birthday. Uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. I asked him what he was going to do and he was going to like my surprise birthday party. <laughs> you know, uh, we're not friends anymore. Uh, we're dating now. Yeah, I think people pleasers would also be like amazing porn stars. You know, we got you guys uh, mentally, physically, and grandmotherly. Um, yeah, we'll take care of you and your stepbrother. Um, I think I also heard like the weirder the porn, the more you get paid. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, gay porn pays more, anal pays more. I think what I would do would be like, I would dress up as an Oompa Loompa and then bury myself and then have these moles like dig for my dick or something. Um, I think I should be paid, I should be like a millionaire for that idea. Um, yeah, do you, do you watch porn there, ma'am? Not at all. Oh my gosh, I need to send you some wrecks. <laughs> I can be an Oompa Loompa porn star for you. Uh, thank you, that's my time. Amazing first set from Brian, everyone. Yay! Oh my god, that was your first time Andrew did crowd work? That's insane. Keep clapping for Brian. Yay! Yay! He's so brave. Okay, so there's three more people on the list. Um, but I'm going to run around and, and do some jokes uh, while we're waiting. The, the clap, clap for me. Hi, I'm so happy that everyone's here. Hi, you're so funny. Things were really good. Everyone was so funny. Uh, I, I really, I love, I love all the diversity in the, the room tonight. Uh, I'm so white, I can't even make my ass golf clap. So can't. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't work. Uh, they say you are what you eat, and I just got my 23andMe back. 28% Irish. 72% Trader Joe. <laughs> How much? What's your, it's actually, it's silly. I'm not actually Irish. The other 28% is Trader Giotto's. <laughs> like, I, saw, I love that fucking frozen pizza. Uh, think of your favorite thing that you get at Trader Joe's, and we're all going to yell it on three. Your favorite thing at Trader Joe's. Here we go. One, two, three. Wine. Yes, that is the answer. Which particular one? I mean, there's many that are delicious, but what is Trader Joe's specifically known for? <gasps> oh, Dubuck Chuck 
Stutters ignorant lush, not knowing of your unique crush. New bottled flavor every quarter. I might become largest supporter, despite slurring on street corners misunderstood. I hold thee to the light and view the loveliness of crimson hue. Two dollar tag, less plush by far than other favored PBR. Your red cape flutters down my throat so good. My dear Charles Shaw, you are so great, never failing to inebriate. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I actually, uh, I drink a ton of grapefruit juice from Trader Joe's. Tons of grapefruit juice. I need the acid because I am so fucking basic. <laughs> I, I absolutely watched Love is Blind 2. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. And then I watched Love is Blind Japan with the subtitles. Oh, yeah. Cried. Cried. Making me believe in romance, putting the man back in romance, poems, hand-holding, singing songs. I'm like, what is this place? Book me a ticket. I like ramen. <laughs> they don't have good ramen at Trader Joe's. Like, that's like the one thing they don't have. And then that's the thing is it's like Trader Giotto's and it's like Trader Jose's. And then, like, all the Asian food is just lumped into Trader Ming's. Like, that's it. There's no, there's no, like, grandma's adobo lumpia or whatever. There's no special. There's still, like, Trader Ming's. Uh, cool. Hey, have, yeah, have fun. Um, no, they, they say you should dress for the job you want, and I want to be a background extra on Euphoria. <laughs> Do they give the extra ketamine to the extras? Is that how is that how it works? You say, Pam, you are way too old to be a background extra on a show about high school students doing copious drugs. And to that I say, I I am a Monet. I look real good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Ketamine. <laughs> If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> no? Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. Uh, I think it's the precept of feminism, I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. the tiniest Arby's. <laughs> it's got the meats. Here's the question. Like, you can't, you can't wax a butt hemorrhoid. Like, do you shave a hemorrhoid? Do you pluck a hemorrhoid? Riddle me that, Gillette. Like, what? Gillette razors? Amazing, right? Ooh, razors. In 1904, ladies, we could not flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now, if we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl. Ew, gross, you're a disgusting slut. Yeah, gross, I don't want to sleep with you. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Uh, I was born in 1974. I have a 1974 bush. It is dark. It is swampy. No one can find Charlie. It is. <laughs> That's what I call my clitoris. It. It, it, it's so fluffy, it's like I have a kitten in a leg lock. <laughs> you can pet it. You would 
Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Uh, did you hear about the new Gillette razor? This is crazy. 13 blades, 13 blades for the closest shave. And the seventh blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> Gillette, l'humilie, on puisse savoir. Je ne serai jamais assez bon. Oui, je parle français. I was trained as a ballerina for 23 years. Oh yeah, classically trained on piano for 13. I have two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. This is, that's how. I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist and I looked up at her and I was like, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and she said, your uterus is made of clouds and the power only steps in the same river once. Don't let pouts lie to you. You have no idea who Bjork is. So you're like, you're going like, what is that voice? Spot on Bjork, no. Yeah, I'm old, yeah, I have abortions older than you and you, <laughs> that's true. First abortion, 1995, only one regret about that first abortion, and that's that I didn't have the kid, because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like 27 year olds, they're hot, they're hot. My, my set is getting weird and long because there were other comedians that are supposed to come and they haven't shown up yet, so I'm doing like sort of time until they come. I apologize for being so greedy with the mic. Uh, uh, can, we, can, can you come up and do some more time because you're so fucking funny? Do you have, because you, clearly you're from New York and you have like, you did a hot four and you could probably do like 20 or something. I, I assume... No, I want. I I would like to hear more of your material, because I think it's fair. Put your hands together for Sophia, all the way from New York. Yay! Oh my God, this is a first. I'm never leaving San Francisco. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I'll be chasing this high for months. Um, okay, here's what I'll tell you about. Um, do you, you guys have Citizen in? California, the app, the Citizen app, you have that? Yeah, it's very big in New York. Um, if you're not familiar, it's just an app that sends you notifications about what you should be panicking about locally. And they were sending me a ton of notifications about the Brooklyn serial killer case that happened a while back. This guy was killing all these old people. And they found one of his victims, a senior citizen, dead in her apartment. And initially they ruled it as a natural death but upon further investigation determined she actually died of a stab wound to the neck. <laughs> I'm no detective, but that seems like an awfully hard thing to miss on the first go. How old do you have to be for getting stabbed to be the second reason people think you died? You know? I just picture these officers walking into her apartment seeing her lying in a pool of her own blood. They're like, now this here is a textbook, natural death. You can tell by, watch the blood, how fucking old she is. There's like help written on the wall behind her in blood. They're like, just mad old. I don't know. I don't fucking know. They sent me a notification recently about a guy in my neighborhood who stabbed someone and then fled on an e-scooter. That must have been terrible. That guy must have been like, Oh my God, just been stabbed by a fucking loser. <laughs> you guys have Costco out here? Okay, yeah, my dad is obsessed with Costco, world's biggest Costco fan. 
Um, I swear, I'm scattering his ashes in Costco. That's my plan. That is absolutely my plan. I don't even have to because Costco sells coffins. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing place to buy them if you plan on your entire family dying on the same day. You know? They always put them by the exit, too, by the other impulse buys. So you're like on your way out like, huh, four for the price of one? Even cheaper than getting the seatbelts fixed. <laughs> Buying coffins in bulk has to trip some kind of alarm, right? This guy's checking out with 10 coffins. Cashier's like, big weekend plans. <laughs> I told that joke once and this guy was like, did you know that at the Costco in Hoboken, New Jersey, you can't buy a coffin without a death certificate? I was like, sounds an awful lot like you tried. How do, how do you learn that information, sir? All right. Um, what else can we talk about? Oh, who was just talking about waxing? Gone? You. You were talking about waxing. No, someone else was talking about waxing. Okay. Um, it is bikini season now. I, it's time for my annual wax. Uh, every summer I pay some Russian woman to make me feel like a goblin. Yeah, I swear only the Russian women can shame the hair right off you. They don't even use wax. <laughs> Just hot Soviet shame. They always act like they're disappointed in me for growing ass hair. Like it was my choice to have the butt crack of a Middle Eastern dictator. I had one waxer tell me once that I needed to calm down because I was sweating too much for the wax to stick. I was like, I don't know how you relax in Russia, but you grimacing into my butthole isn't doing it for me. My bad. Um, I don't want to take too much time. If you want to give some minutes to anyone else in the room, all in there. Thanks, guys. Clap your hands together for Sophia. Yeah. Two and a second, four minutes, because that was rad, and you're from New York, and that's exciting. Um, Gabby, did you, you're from out of town too. Did you want to um, do some more? Uh, all the way from Minneapolis, everybody. It's Gabby, yay! All right, so, yeah, I live in Minneapolis, but full disclosure, I'm actually from a small town y'all probably ever heard of, Las Vegas. So, uh, being from Las Vegas, born and raised, it comes with a lot of things, but like intimidation isn't necessarily one of those things, right? So if somebody wanted to fight me, I can't be like, bitch, I'm from Vegas, right? Like, it's not gonna do much. They're just like, oh, California, like, okay. Um, but also in the same vein, if somebody wanted to fight me and they were like, bitch, I'm from Detroit. Again, still, like if you wanted to strike fear in my heart, don't tell me where you're from. Tell me who raised you. If you were like, bitch, I was raised by Gemini Mama. I mean, okay. Put these earrings back in, you know? Like, because it's like that person, you've overcome some things, right? You're a survivor, clearly. Um, and it is Gemini season, so just watch yourselves, all, all of you. Just stay safe out there. Um, but I was raised by an adorable Taurus mother. And Taurus, and do we have any Taurus in the building? I mean, what are the odds, right? Any? No? One! Yeah, okay, look at you. Yeah, so you look at those shoes, man. You enjoy the finer things in life, I can tell. Lots of naps, yeah. So, like, I was essentially born into the bourgeoisie, right? And so it means I have, like, no time for the proletariat. And if you're like, what is the proletariat? It means you're a part of it. Don't worry about it. Like, let those bitches eat cake. But, um, 
you know, that means I've kind of always had this rich auntie energy, which is great until you actually get nephews who are like, hey, I heard you were rich. And I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, that's not actually true at all, right? Like that's, that's an aspiration. Um, my bank account does not currently support that narrative. Um, but, you know, I, so in the meantime, I'm just trying to lean into being like fun auntie, right? I'm like, let's go to the park for free. And they're like, buy me some Jordans. And I'm just like, get a job. And they're like, I'm six. And I'm like, sounds like a YP, not an MP, your problem, not mine, right? And we all agree, child labor laws, highly overrated. Um, but they, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, I was like, all right, I gotta come up with a plan to like get us out the hood, right? And from like out the hood, I really mean from like a first ring suburb to a second ring. Um, but NBA All-Star Weekend was in Vegas a few years ago, and I was like, this is it, y'all. This is it. This is our time. And I was just like, all I got to do is land me an NBA player, right? Like, I'll be an NBA wife, and then boom, we're set financially. Um, as you can see, that didn't work. I'm, I'm here with you all right now. Uh, but, you know, upon further review, taking a step back with some, you know, thanks to therapy, some representation in media, I realized, like, oh, yeah. You, you never want to be an NBA wife. You want to be a W NBA wife. So, yeah. So, um, y'all don't have a WNBA team out here, right? It's only in LA. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Bay Area? You got to get, how are you supposed to be the gayest city in America? You don't respect women. Come on, do better. All right. Step it up. Uh, I don't know, write a petition to the mayor. I didn't know who the mayor was. And I was in the airport and I was like, oh, hello. Um, yeah, I don't, what is, what is her name actually? Fantastic. Yeah. Follow her on Instagram. Um, but, uh, also let's see what else I'm going to talk about. Uh, there's some jokes in there. Give me a, you like birds, right? No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't have any jokes. About, <laughs> I don't have any jokes about birds. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, but dogs I do have. So in 2016, I was working on a campaign and, we were like, you know what this campaign needs? A dog. So we went and we're like, we're gonna adopt a dog. So it was myself, the finance director and the finance assistant. And we went and we got this little dog and we met him. He was like super chill, super adorable. Um, and he, he's you know, a rescue dog. So we don't know what kind of dog he was exactly, but for visual, we'll go with like a Chihuahua Terrier mix, right? So he was like kind of small, kind of adorable, but also very annoying. And we're like, oh, that's fine. And the name that he came with was Milton. And we, it was 2016, we're like, we're gonna change his name. We're gonna change it to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it was like, that, that didn't work out. We're like, no, this dog is definitely a Milton. And it was fine. And again, he presents as like, oh, I'm just super adorable and loving. And I was there with him when, he, when we adopted him and we were working on a campaign for a Latino candidate. So, you know, it was just like, it was a fairly diverse situation. He seemed pretty chill. But then we started noticing things about Milton, about people he would react to, or, or things that, situations, right? Like we noticed he was kind of anxious. If you would leave him to just go to the bathroom for a minute, he would sit at the door and just be so sad. We're like, oh, it's okay, Milton, she'll, she'll be right back. You just sit there, um, but also, when certain people walked by, if like children walked by, he was mostly fine. 
unless they were black. And he was like, oh, Milton, yeah, yeah. He would just, all 11 pounds of him, just like, I'm going to rip you to shreds. We're like, what are you, Milton, you can't, you can't do that. You can't just treat people that way. And he would look at me, he's like, uh, Gabby, I don't, I don't, what are you suggesting? And I'm just like, Milton, that feels pretty racist. And he's just like, I can't be racist. Gabby, I love you. And I'm like, ah, Milton, like, knowing that you're the black friend for a dog that really doesn't feel very good in 2016 and the candidate we were working for also latino he was just like i don't i don't understand what you're saying he's like ruben that's my amigo and we're like ah, milton like you gotta you gotta do better um also you know anytime we would just leave him at home he'd be like lock her up we're like ah, milton do please do better be better and uh, we, was that a wrap up or was that a, okay, perfect, yeah. Um, but if you, the point is, um, you never know where you're getting rescue dogs from, what you're rescuing them from. Um, I'm guessing we rescued him from like the news floor of like Fox News. I'm, it's, it's unclear, but um, thank you so much for the extra time. Yay, Gabby, yay! All the way from Minneapolis, I bet that dog was white. Your last comedian of the night. I'm so glad he made it. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay. Hey, you're back. Good to see you. Yeah, well, yeah, we covered that last time. All right. That's, <laughs> no, you weren't here. Uh, I'm glad to see you're okay. Uh, he fell over in the middle of my set. That's how funny I was, I guess. Uh, no, uh, you... But you're okay though. You're right. You're fine. Seems like yeah. You know what? This crowd work isn't working. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> That's fine. I should not talk to the guy who looks like he does smoke crack in his spare time. Um, that's fine. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I just got yelled at by uh, a neighbor, so that's that was great. Um, hell yeah. Actually, yes. Um, let's never mind. Anyway, we're moving on. I, for the two people who are here, I'm sorry. I, am, I apologize that this got off to a weird start. Um, how about we talk about family, huh? Family's fun sometimes, right? Can be interesting. Um, I lived with my parents until I was 20 because uh, I'm, I'm cool, I guess. Um, anyway, I sold weed at the same time. I'm from Texas, I should say. I'm originally from Texas. It's very legal there. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah, he's still legal, illegal. You can't buy weed in Texas. Uh, it actually took me a while to kind of like, like adjust to that fact. When I moved here, I would just like smoke weed and then I'd see a cop and be like, oh, oh fuck. Okay. All right. And then my friend would be like, dude, we're at a dispensary. It's fine. <laughs> they work here. It's, he's smoking weed too. He's, it's totally normal. So, um, but yeah, I just had been in that mindset of like keeping a secret for so long. And, uh, like I hid it from my parents. They didn't know. And then one day I come home and my mom has all my weed on the coffee table and it's just like sitting out and it's not like a small amount. It's like two gallon bag bags of weed, you know? And she's like, I am so disappointed in you because I have been driving an hour for weed and you have had it the entire time. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and I, and then she smoked like half of my weed and I was like, that's why I don't tell you. <laughs> you smoke so much fucking weed. It's insane. Um, I actually, dabbled with selling coke for like a week one time and uh that was a horrible idea and um anyway i 
I guess my parents somehow found out. I don't know how. Maybe I was just like too energetic, I guess. I was a little too anyway, my 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 mom comes to my room and is like, Hey, um, can you just like hook me up a little bit? And just don't tell your dad, okay? I was like, uh, all right, it's kinda of fucked up. And then my dad came into my room, he's like, Hey, can you hook me up with a little coke for a minute? And don't tell your mom. And I was like, What the fuck is going on here? So I uh, didn't give them any coke, and I narked on them both. <laughs> I was like, "Go fuck yourselves." <laughs> I anyway, I'm not your fucking secret keeper. Um, yeah, I God, I was gonna go somewhere else with that, but now I can't even fucking remember. Um, yeah, my mom is like, uh, is oh, too open-minded is the best way I could describe her. Go for it. Yeah, she <laughs> just like a little too pro everything like when i had a party in high school i had like my friends over it was junior year and she's giving my friends a tour and she says uh this is kelly's room it's across the hallway from mine uh which is nice that we don't share a wall because i don't have to listen to him and his girlfriend have sex i was like great that's like 15 of my friends that's right there and i was like um like that's also not why you're not hearing <laughs> the noise is like i am a virgin still like i am not fucking at all that's why anyway Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Enjoy Knockout Lounge if you're going. And uh, thank you for the snaps. Yay, Kelly Evans. Are you driving to Knockout? Because I'm on that show. I'd love a ride. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I'll be out in just a second because our next show is here. Yeah. My beats in the mind. I forgot your show already. I'm such a jerk. Mind over beats. I was almost there. I almost had it. Hey, thank you guys so much for being a part of this tonight. This was super, super great. And all the people from out of town are amazing. Minneapolis, New York, Vermont, uh, all represented two sets for the first time of people. I'm really excited about today's show. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer that nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Flat black glasses. Looking big splits and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. I am a Absolutely right. I am Teddy, Bellius, and adolescent. And I will cut Hello, the Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to Just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, show the little that I know, and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. More and more. There is so much to fear, they say. So many unknown. The face of the earth in a selfish game of thrones. Some have learnt of the mysteries and are forcing the world to comply. But give thanks, the source of the sacred is encoded in I and I. When I tune into the frequency, none of the stains of adversity distract from the real I know. From the power I'm connected to. Just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, through the little that I know, and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. Humble me more and more. 
Times of adversity Distract from the real I know Of the power I'm connected to Yes, it's just a humbling More and more The heights just a grow And the bliss just a show And a humbling More and more The more that I learn Show the little that I know And it humbling More and more The truth set me free And encourages me As it humbling Ambition is the overkill, but I am not its slave. So I take away to take a breath and fit how I behave as I let go of the expectations. I start to feel everything go dark. A newfound sense find its activation, blazing wildfire from my heart. Amani Jade in the building. Shout out to Summer Man, my bae. Holding it up, holding it down, plugging the things in. We are about to play another song by Ja Nine, who I saw at Sierra Nevada World Music Festival several years ago. Uh, and been hooked on her ever since. So the next track, Ja Nine, uh, greatest threat to the status quo. Hit it. DJ Flam, Summer Flam. I see her off the way, a seeker of 
of the fullness in the future of the clay. These hands are rough and purpose to create. From a mind unconfined that is designed to calculate. Intuiting of the essence, awareness of the presence of the whole beyond each individual part. Master of the mind space, mason of the landscape with intelligence she access from the heart. A spiritual woman is the greatest threat to the status quo. The fruit she will bear, the power she has access to. The world and all perception are simply too subjective. They cannot quench the yearning for the truth. The evidence magnetic, the source is alchemetic, and this knowledge must be given to the youth. So what seems to be a sacrifice to those outside the temple as they fail to overstand the path she choose is what she willingly releases as she actively connected with the forces that she learned.